Continue our devotions through the book of Colossians. Uh, we're going to be looking at chapter 3, verses 18 through 21 today. Uh, and we're going to be focusing really on uh, the portion that talks about uh, marriage, that talks about uh, the wife, the call on the wife, and the call on the husband. Uh, and I want to say uh, before we uh, go too deeply is I'm not going to be able to cover this topic with um, any uh, sense of adequacy. I mean, we could spend a lot of time talking about marriage. Um, I'm just going to really uh, hit the surface on this. Um, but nonetheless, I think the Bible has some very instructive things to say about marriage. It's very practical. And so we're going to talk about it as soon as I take this sip of coffee. Ah, that's better. Okay. So Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 through 21 reads like this. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Now, this week's text is really about as practical as it gets in the Bible. Slowly and methodically, uh, Paul moves in his letters from describing our relationship with God um, because of or on account of Jesus. Uh, it's perfect. We're saved. Uh, Paul moves then in his letters from, um, uh, from that, uh, from describing our forgiveness and our righteousness in Christ to eventually describing our relationship with one another. So last week, he really kind of focused on how we should treat each other in the church uh, how we should treat each other in general, I guess you could say, uh, with, uh, with doing all things, this very broad sweeping statement to the glory of God, whatever we do to the glory of God. Uh, and now he's moving to even more specificity, talking about the relationship that we should have with our families. If we have been saved by Christ, how does that impact the way we, uh, the way we live as uh, members of a household? And, uh, and first he talks about the role of the wife, and then he moves on to the role of the husband. So uh, first, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Now I realize that word, that command <laughs> in the Western world is probably about as popular as me getting behind the pulpit, pulling out a large chalkboard, and running my nails down it over and over and over again. The word submit is so loaded with cultural baggage that we're afraid to even say it in the church. And we just have to be honest. I mean, for good reason. The word has been uh, misused, abused, and has been used as a means to keep women down. Uh, and yet, the Bible says, if a woman would seek to be a good, godly, great wife, the signature action she is called to do is just that word, submission. So, uh, because of all the baggage surrounding it, we need to take just a moment to get some clarity. First, what submission is not? What submission is not? Uh, number one, it is not in any way, nor does it imply in any way, inferiority to the male or to the husband. Never. Genesis 1 is very clear that everyone is created in the image of God. Galatians 3.28 says that in Christ there is neither male nor female. So that, uh, that the, the hierarchy, so to speak, or, or level of importance doesn't play into it at all. Uh, as, and, and frankly, this teaching that a woman was equal in value to uh, a man uh, that the Bible brings forth was very, very different 
than what was going on. It was frankly, it was revolutionary for women at the time that that a wife and a husband would be equal in marriage was, I mean, just stunning. Um, William Barclay, a New Testament scholar and particular, uh, f had a particular focus on sort of Jewish life in the first century, said um, that frankly, both in the Jewish world and the Greek world, that uh, there was an incredibly low view of women. Uh, for, for in many Jewish homes, it was common for a man to pray uh, that to thank God for not being born a Gentile, a slave, or a woman. In Jewish law, a woman was not considered a person, but a thing, a property. Uh, she had no legal rights whatsoever at the time. She was absolutely in her husband's possession to do with as he willed. And it wasn't any better in the Greek world, uh, Greek-speaking world. The whole Greek way of life uh, made companionship between man and his wife next to impossible. The Greek expected his wife to run his home, to care for his legitimate children, but at the same time, it was expected that he would find his pleasure and his companionship elsewhere. Um, and so the fact is, when the Bible says, uh, when the Bible talks about husbands and wives and brings this equality into the picture, it's really, really radical and revolutionary. Uh, so when we're talking about submission, we have to take that in the broader context of the Bible and acknowledge that this is not in any way implying that women are inferior to men or wives are inferior to husbands. Uh, second thing that submission is not, it's not unquestioning obedience. It's not unquestioning obedience to the husband. So the husband doesn't just stomp his foot and say, my will, woman, and then you just have to do what he says. That's not the way it works. Um, discussion is allowed and encouraged throughout uh, the... Uh, scriptures, we see examples of that with Sarah and Abraham in the Old Testament. We see examples of that with Priscilla and Aquila and others in the New Testament. So um, it is not sinning. That's another thing submission is not. Or being sinned against because your husband told you to. So you don't submit to your husband if he wants you to do something that you know in your conscience is wrong. That would not be what is being talked about here. Nor do you allow your husband to sin against you without confronting that, uh, that is not submission. It is not submitting to all men. The commands in scripture uh, are very clear that it's from wives, a wife to her husband. It's in that relationship in particular. Now, I should point out that in Ephesians, the parallel letter to this letter in Colossians, uh, in chapter five, Paul urges us both, husbands and wives, everyone, to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uh, so even as I say that you don't have to, as a woman, submit to any old man, at the same time, our attitude should be one of humility generally. We should seek to have a humble attitude when it comes to our relationships with anybody. So what is submission in marriage? What does it mean? Well, the Bible's pretty clear that uh, the wife submitting to her husband is meant to be a picture of the church submitting to Jesus. Uh, Ephesians 5 says that. Colossians here implies that. Uh, and how does the church submit to Jesus? Well, ideally with joy and not out of compulsion, but out of a love desire to please him. The Christian person out of gratitude for all that Jesus does for them submits to Jesus as their Lord and master. Now, uh, there are some that will say, some wives will say, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, you don't 
I mean, does it mean that the husband gets to do whatever he wants? Well, no, no, not at all. Um, that's, that's not the case here at all. We, I mean, Jesus uh, is righteous in all his ways as the true and better husband. And so uh, Jesus is the ideal for what we are to submit to. Submission is trusting your husband as the church trusts Christ to provide for it all it needs. Uh, submission is ultimately trusting God to take care of you, even when your husband may not seem like he has a clue. And frankly, because your husband is a human, there will be plenty of times that he's not going to have a clue. <laughs> submission sometimes means saying, Lord, you're in charge. I'm trusting you with my family, with my, with my relationship, with my marriage. That is a very, I mean, we could talk about this for a long, long time, but I'm just giving you a very brief sketch of what this submission doesn't look like and what it does look like. Now, on the other hand, what is the call to the husband? Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Ephesians 5.28 sort of spells, out, spells this out a little bit more. It says this, In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Yes, just as the woman is, uh, the wife is meant to be a symbol of the church's submission to Jesus, the husband's love is meant to be a picture of Jesus' sacrifice for his church. The love that the husband is called to have is one that will do anything for the sake of his wife, will sacrifice anything for the sake of his wife, will do everything he can to provide for his wife, will cherish her and nourish her and care for her the way Christ cares for his church, will forgive her when she does something against him, will seek to be gracious to her at all times. I mean, the fact is the call of the husband to the wife is to die to himself in service to her, just as Jesus did for his church. So that's the, that's the picture that's being given for us today. And so what you see in, uh, in marriage is it's really this kind of circular thing. As the husband sacrifices and loves his wife and gives for her, she in turn submits to him. And when you have both people with that mindset in the marriage, looking to the other's benefit first before their own, well, then you can't help but have a healthy marriage. You can't help have a picture of Jesus and his church. That said, let me wrap up by saying, um, again, we're just scratching the surface here. We each, husbands and wives, hearing these commands, most assuredly recognize... <laughs> that we fall far short of the standard that is laid out for us. We do not submit with joy or willingly much of the time. 
we look for angles, we look for ways to manipulate the situation, nor do we sacrifice ourselves much of the time. As a matter of fact, we look for our own selfish needs to be met first. So, what we all need right now is to come back to the beginning and recognize for our sins in marriage, for our ways that we haven't lived up to the commands here, that there is still atoning blood for us in the person and work of Jesus Christ. We need to go to him, and we need to, we need to confess our failures. And then we need to trust that we're forgiven, we're made whole by that, and that more and more we'll be empowered to actually love our wives and submit to our husbands the way that Christ loves his church and the way the church submits to him. I hope that encourages you this Friday morning. I look forward to seeing you next Friday morning as we talk about the relationship between kids and parents. Thanks so much. God bless.